0: Thank you to Tim, instrumentalist and vocalist. What a great day it is to be in God's house. Thank you for being here this morning. I add my word of welcome to that which has already been said. If you're a first-time guest, we also would love a a filled-out visitor's card. I would appreciate that so much. But I'm glad you're here. And if if there are people outside listening over the radio, and those who will listen... Uh, During this service and later over the internet, we welcome all of you. Thank you for coming to Pebble Creek and being a part of this worship service today. I begin today with a story that I love. Uh, It's a powerful story to me. Maybe you've heard it before. It's about a man whose name was Alfred B. Nobel. And you know it because of what? The Nobel Peace Prize but there's more to the story than that many people don't realize or recognize that alfred b nobel was not known for that during his lifetime in fact he when he died he died in 1895 remember that he died with over 330 patents to his name he was an inventor he invented dynamite he invented what's called smokeless gunpowder. He invented the blasting cap. He was an amazing Swedish inventor and made millions and millions of dollars. Even at that time, when he died, he amassed a huge fortune. Why, do, why is he not known for any of that? But you know him because of the Nobel. Well, there's a reason. Because in I told you when he died. What did I tell you? 1895. Well, in 1888, he had an experience that few, if any, people have ever had before. He woke up one morning in 1888 and read his obituary in the newspaper. Yes, I'm not kidding you. His brother had died. And unfortunately, a careless French reporter... And by the way, for famous people, they have biography, I mean, obituaries already printed and ready to go. And this careless French reporter put in Alfred B. Nobel's obituary into the paper when it was his brother that had died. And so he woke up to read what the world thought of him. He called him the dynamite king, called him a merchant of death. Well, it shook Alfred B. Nobel to his core. He, he thought, now I know what people really think about me. And it did not sit well with Alfred B. Nobel. So he signed his last will and testament. By the way, he was born in Stockholm, Eden. He died in the northern part of Italy in 1895. And his last will and testament devoted the entirety of his estate to the formulation of a series of awards and prizes that would be given to people in five categories, not one. I told Dale, I said, I'm going to give a $20 bill to anybody in here that knows the five categories without looking it up on a search engine. Anybody know the other categories? Peace, of course, I already gave that one to you. medicine is one it was called physiology then physics number two Phil literature who said that Carrie number three okay you got physiology or medicine you've got physics you got peace literature one more chemistry each year, five awards. Nobody got the $20. I have it ready to give out. Some of you came close. But every year, five awards. Not one are given out to those persons who have made accomplishments in that field in the previous year. He wanted to be known something other than the merchant of death as the inventor of dynamite. He wanted his name to be known As something that would be positive rather than negative. And so he left the entirety of his state. I think at that time it was 23 million dollars. But in 1895 that was the equivalent of about 500 million today. And so that formed a corpus that has since been able to make up the yearly prizes of the Nobel Peace and others every year. Well, it's an amazing thing, isn't it? Well, how will we be known after we're gone? What if you were able to read your own obituary? I don't want to. Few of us are able to make the kind of life changing investment that Alfred B. Nobel made. But I want to tell you that according to the Word of God, you can make a contribution. You can make a difference. As we have been studying in John 15, 16, and now 17, you can become an overcomer also. Perhaps not in the way of Alfred B. Nobel, but you too can make a difference. And he's given us already two. And today the third promise of what we can do to become an overcomer. And I pray that we would say, God, I want that. Now we looked at, John 17 verses 1 through 5 and we saw that we share his life and because we share his life, we can overcome like he overcame. remember? But he said in John 16:33So that we will overcome. well, John 1 uh, 1 through 517 said we share his life and then we looked last week before last at verses 6 through 12 as we saw indeed that because we know the Father, we can be overcomers. Today, we're going to see that we can be overcomers because we have his word and his word does some amazing things for us. And so I want you to look with me this morning as the text says, John 17, as the screen says, verses 13, Uh, no, verses, yeah, 13 through 19. Let's look there, verses 13 through 19. And what does the Bible say? Now I'm speaking, I'm coming to you. And I speak these things in the world. So that they. Who is they? That's you. All disciples. He is praying for you. Did you know? Now listen to me. Did you know you were on the prayer list of Jesus? It's amazing. So he's praying for us. He said now I'm coming to you. Talking to the Father. I am coming to you. And I speak these things in the world. So that they... May have my joy completed in them. I have given them your word. The world hated them. Because they are not of the world. As I am not of the world. Verse 15. I am not praying that you take them out of the world. Have you ever prayed that God would take you out of the world? Yes you have. probably have. I have. I pray that you would not take them out of the world. Isn't that interesting? But that you would protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world. As I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. By thy truth. Thy word is truth. As you sent me into the world. I also have sent them into the world. I sanctify myself for them. For they also so they also might be sanctified by the truth. Wow. We see yet a third way that we might become overcomers. Through the word of God. The word of God is the gift of God to us. The word of God is the gift of God to us. It is God's love letter to us. It is divine in origin. It is a precious gift from heaven. We have been studying it on Wednesday nights. We'll continue for the next several weeks studying how to be confident in the word of God. That it is the inerrant infallible word of God. How it came about. How it has been preserved. And soon we're going to be studying on Wednesday nights. Maybe even this Wednesday night some. How to interpret the word of God properly. And then how to study it fully. We have been studying it because we believe it is God's divine Love gift to us. And we are thankful that we have. Both the old and the new testaments. Those who overcome. Know the word. Those who overcome. Apply the word in their daily lives. So let's look at several major points today. First of all. How does the word. Enable us to overcome. How does the word of God. Enable us to overcome the world. Well first it gives us joy. With which to do so. You'll look at verse 13. We see this inward joy. Gives us strength. To overcome. It's a joy that was shared by Christ. It's a joy that is deep down. And is shared by all true believers. Now I know. That in the scripture one place. It called Jesus a man of sorrows. And he did have his sorrows. But I will tell you that. There was also a deep abiding joy. He's already taught us about it in John 16. He told us didn't he. That joy can come to us. Not by substitution. But by transformation. He taught us that as we see the answer of prayer. That we can sense and see this deep abiding joy. That God can give us. That only God can give us. Oh my friends how does the Word of God enable us to overcome the world? It gives joy. I've got to tell you, I love the Word of God. I showed to you on Wednesday night the first Bible I ever received. Uh, it's in a shadow box, they call it now, because it's falling apart. It's so old. And it was never a nice Bible in the first place, but little King James Bible I got right after I got saved. And it had the wrong name on it. You know, because my family just couldn't afford a real Bible with my name on it. So they bought a used one that had been returned. But I didn't care. I was glad to have it. And I loved it. And I read it cover to cover. And now I'm in my 47th or 48th reading through the Bible cover to cover year after year after year. And it brings me joy every day. It brings me joy every day. Now, we should never picture Jesus as a man who went around with a long face. Oh, I would love to have walked with those disciples around Jesus. He was witty. He was funny. He had a great time. Yes, he had sorrows. Yes, he had deep, deep burdens. But there was in him an uh, overwhelming and abiding joy that came not from outward circumstance, but from inward spiritual resources. What a powerful truth that is. And He wants us to have joy also. He wants you to have joy from the Word. He wants the Word to minister to your heart and speak to you. And so I beg of you to read the Word every day. And you may say, well, Pastor, I can't read as much as you can every day. Well, yes, you can. First of all, don't tell me that. Yes, you can. You have a life just like I do. And yes, you can. But even if you can't, You can read a little bit every day, can't you? I tell every person I lead to Christ, start reading the Word every day. Even if it's just a little bit. And I usually start people with the Gospel of John. And you can read whatever you want, but you read a little of the Psalms and the Proverbs and the Gospels every day. Please understand that through His Word, He gives joy. Second, we see the Word not only imparts the joy of the Lord but it also assures us of His love and His continued presence. In fact, in verse 14, we see Him say, I've given them Your Word. Now the world hated them because they're not of the world. But because of His love and His presence, He assures us that He's never going to abandon us. We know we're able to confront the hatred the world gives us with God's own love. And by the Spirit, through the Word, we see our ability to overcome even the world, the hatred of the world. We do not have to be conformed to it, but God's Word exposes its deceptions. Well, my friends, listen carefully. The world competes for the Father's love, but the Word of God enables us to enjoy the Father's love. D.L. Moody wrote in the front of his Bible, Sin, this book will keep you from sin, sin. Or sin will keep you from this book. Isn't he right? It's a love letter from God. And in it he will give you joy. And in it he will give you his love. And he will show you how much he cares for you. I saw a meme the other day. You know what a meme is? I don't know what it is. But it's just something people show you. And it's all over the internet. Just sayings. and Most of them aren't worth anything, but some of them are pretty funny. i got to tell you, some of you send some to me that you shouldn't send to me, but you do. And some of them are pretty funny. I'll admit it. One meme said it was sad. Showed two people hugging. It said, I just want somebody to hug me and tell me I'm not as worthless as I think I am. That was the saddest thing I've ever read. Worthless. Now, we all feel that way sometimes, don't we? Don't we? Yes. God says you're not worthless. I want to show you that I love you. And even as you walk through the darkest, nastiest times of life, I'm not leaving you alone. Through my word, I want you to know I love you. I love you. I love you. Isn't that powerful? God's word shows us His beautiful love. But third, the Word of God not only brings us God's joy and shows us the ongoing comforting love of of His Word, but it also imparts God's power for holy living. Now look at verses 15, 16, and 17. My favorite verses in all the Word of God. I'm telling you right here, look with me at verses 15, 16, and 17. Because again, as I mentioned, we see... His ongoing prayer requests, God the Son, praying to God the Father for you and me. And he says in verse 15, I'm not praying that you take them out of the world. As much as we wish that he would, as much as we wish that he would just come and take us home. And how many times have you prayed, Maranatha, Lord Jesus, come, come, take us out of this nasty place. And I wish you'd do it before November the 3rd. You think I'm teasing? You laugh. I'm not even joking. Father, I'm not praying that you take them out of the world. I need them in the world. I need them in the world. But why does he need us in the world? Because you see, he wants people to show a qualitative difference in living. Look at verse 15. It's powerful. I do not pray that you would take them out of the world. But that you would protect them from the evil one. So that they would live qualitatively different. You see, true sanctification. What is that? It means being set apart for God. True sanctification or being set apart for God. Comes through the ministry of Of the word of God. Now look at that phrase. Please look at it. Say it out loud with me. Okay. True sanctification. Being set apart for God. Comes through the ministry of the word of God. So what is being holy? It means being set apart. When an object was required. Was declared holy unto the Lord. For uh, sacrificial use. Or whatever it might be. It was declared holy. Holy. Meaning set apart for the use for God. And let me tell you, the moment you were born again, you were set apart for Him, set apart to be holy, to be used by him so that you could be a shining example in this world. God forgive us when we have not been. As you grow in your faith, you're more and more experiencing sanctification. Hopefully, the more we grow, the less we sin, the more we love the the Lord, and all this comes through the Word. As we see more of its power and see more of its direction, we follow it. Well, God has given us, one writer said, God's given us three editions of His Word. First of all, the first edition, He told us in verse 17, His Word is true. Look at it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. But remember over in John 14, it already said Jesus was the truth. Remember? It says the Son is the truth. John 14, 6. And then over in 1 John 5, 6, He says His Spirit is the truth. His Spirit is the truth. So we need all three with the mind We learn God's truth through the Word. With the heart, we love God's truth. And with the emotions or the will, we decide to yield to the truth. It's not merely enough to study the Bible. We must also love it. We must also revere it. We must also allow the Spirit of God to enable us to live those kind of qualitatively different lives. Then last, The Word gives us what we need to serve Him as witnesses in the world. Look at verse 18 and 19. Look there with me, please. What does it say? As you sent me into the world, I have sent them. I have sent them into the world. I sanctify myself for them so that they may be sanctified by the truth. Oh, my friends, look at this. God says, I've got a job for you them, Lord. I don't want to take them out. Not yet. i got work for every man, woman, boy, and girl that calls my name. I've got a job for them. You see, sanctification is not just for the purpose of saying, don't I look holy. No, 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 no. It is so that we might represent the, the Lord Jesus in the world and that we might win others to Him. We are under orders So Jesus is now set apart in heaven praying for us that our witness would bear fruit. Alfred B. Nobel died and left a legacy that you remember to this day. Partially. Let me tell you, he wants you to make a difference too. No one may ever name a prize after you or an award after you. You make the difference some little boy's life, some little girl's life, somebody that lives near you, somebody that works with you. You can make a difference in their lives. He wants our lives to count for something. And because of the power of the Word, our lives can count for something. It's not too late. And I pray you to leave this place loving the Word like never before. It gives us joy. It gives us love. It sets us apart. It gives us the strength to make a difference in this world. Fall in love with His Word. I challenge you. I dare you study it every day. Don't let a day go by that you don't study the Word. Let me tell you something. You ought to be reading the good news before you read any other news of the day. Read the good news before you open up a news app on your phone. Open up the good news before you do anything else. Some of you need it so bad because you remember that story that woman said, Lord, I hadn't heard anybody, hadn't fussed, hadn't cussed, but I'm about to get out of bed. Well, some of you are like that. You need to spend some time in the Word first thing. You'll come back to me and say, Pastor, thank you. I'm so glad. I've got an old guy down in Mississippi I hear from him once in a while because about 10 years ago I dared him to start reading the word of God every year one time I read the whole thing through in one year he told me I'll never do it I can't do it, I've tried, I've failed I've tried, I've failed and I said Roy yes you can and so I've I wouldn't say I persecuted him but that's pretty close to what I did in his life and he's now read it several times through thank you, thank you, thank you for persecuting me until I read it all the way through it'll give you joy it'll give you love it'll show you how to live set apart Jesus is praying for us isn't he Lord sanctify them by your truth thy word is To pray that you wouldn't take them out. Let them make a difference right where they are. Pray with me. Father God, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your precious word. Thank you for John seventeen. Thank you, Lord, that you allow us to serve you even in this dark, cold, cruel world. Father, speak to our hearts now. May we make decisions for you. And Lord, maybe it's just a simple, easy decision like promising You that from now on, every day we'll spend time in Your Word, whether it is morning, noon, or night. But God, that we would not let a day go by that we do not spend time feasting on the Word. Thank You that it gives us life, gives us direction, and gives us love. We commit this to You in Jesus' precious name.